0: Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came home. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Everything the one and only Jerry Springer. Oh, here we are. Yeah.
1: Thank you, and it's uh, great to be here on another Tuesday night mm-hmm. at the... Uh...
0: Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky.
1: That is great how we you complete sentences. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I thought that was my sentence. Yeah. No, <laughs> you go ahead and do it. I got it, thanks. No, here's my... But here we are another Tuesday night, although lately it hasn't... Every once in a while we don't do it on a Tuesday night, mm-hmm. and... Yeah, why, why is that? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't why is Jean
0: Gene's got the business yeah, well, plan. Why the schedule. is
1: it, you know? I mean, I fly all the way in and I come over here and then I find out we're not doing it.
2: Well, I set the schedule as a producer of the show and it usually is on a Tuesday night. Right. That's the, and people but expect there that? Are, There are things that happen in the world. Uh, There could be an earthquake. There could be a new pope. There could be something that happened.
1: Was a new pope? No. No.
2: It won't always (laughs) happen on a Tuesday night, but almost always it will. And I think we've been pretty regular of having it on Tuesday night. What about those? Because we don't have a new pope. No, we don't. Uh, we
1: don't. And there hasn't, thank God, there hasn't been a uh, speaking of the Pope.
2: Uh, there hasn't been uh, an earthquake. Well, here. the new Madrid fault is boiling below us, yeah. but no, there hasn't been. So, a what earthquake. is the reason? Yeah, why are we? Not Let's get to the so bottom of this because
1: I feel badly. I tell people, "Oh, come by Tuesday night," Absolutely. and then you know, there we are. And and, and, where's Jean and where's Gene? And where's the? There's no podcast.
2: Well, sometimes on some Tuesday nights, and it happened to have. Uh, fallen this year that there is a, there again. What? There's a what there's a
0: what is seriously what, what is this
2: there had been some tuesday nights when there have been a xavier game oh uh, what a xavier game did you
0: say xavier game for real
2: really Xavier, xavier they're number five in so the damn country a you've,
0: xavier you've, game so you're right. adjusting the lives of people around you
2: right because you want to go
1: to a basketball game, I have game.
2: season tickets. Yes.
0: Oh my gosh, I did not know that.
1: Yeah, is that's that part of the business plan that I purchased? Well, season I, tickets I, did, for you? I did put it
2: into the business plan, but it was on a back. Page, I wonder what that X and I did thing copy was. That yes, didn't copy that for everybody. You didn't copy that, but
1: part. it's in the file. So we really don't file. do the podcast every Tuesday, particularly on uh, solely on Tuesday nights that there's a Xavier game, then we don't. And
0: it's a home game only. And it's a home game. Oh, yes, Megan, I I can
1: DVR it. I'm not going to cancel a podcast for a game that can can be recorded. Well, that is ridiculous. I happen to be a Yankee fan. They play 162 games a year. Well, that's different, Jerry. That's different. We have to have There are going to be a lot
2: of We promise our listeners we will be here on the nights, and we can't be, like, taking off for the Yankees. So that's the reason we're not doing that it. Megan, that's uh ridiculous. Yes. He didn't go to college. He went to Xavier. That's
0: right. Hey, that's where I got my master's. Hey, you know, oh, speaking oh. of that,
2: <laughs> Jerry, Yes. That that is a very interesting thing you just said. Yes. You just ragged on my college where I graduated to two degrees and mm-hmm. been an adjunct professor. Yes. Xavier University in it's Cincinnati. An ex- it's, an excellent, it's an
1: excellent school. Come I've
2: noticed, school. noticed that the sniping in the presidential primary season, particularly on the Republican side, yes. is now bare knuckles. I mean, oh. they're talking about the size of guys' weenies compared to their hands. And they're exactly. talking about yeah, man tan and all this stuff. Oh, and, and, and who peed in his pants. Really? Really? Yeah, with Trump. And, yeah. It, and it
1: made me think of something. No, they did. They, yeah, they did. Honestly, it's a junior high school
2: uh, a student council election. Really? That's what the Republican primaries are. And it made <laughs> me think of the Wharton School of Business, yes. which is a university at Penn. University Trump graduated Penn. from that. He graduated from that. He's always bragging about, oh, I'm a graduate of the Wharton yes. School and blah, blah, blah. And I started to think about this, and I had a memory because I've spent a lot of time in Pennsylvania. I've done a lot of work there. I've lived there for a period of time. And I remembered... That when what I did was,
1: you, you ever in not, Pennsylvania? Such
2: a lie! It's a setup. Just roll. Okay, with roll it. with it.
1: <laughs> okay, you're okay. You're you're now living in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: uh,
2: when, hey,
1: by it. the way, they some of the finest hearing aids are sold. <laughs> oh, sold in Pennsylvania. Really? Oh
0: yeah. I'm
2: gonna set the building on fire. What this kind? <laughs> what kind is it, Jerry? Uh, four o'clock.
0: Oh okay.
2: Hey, so anyway, Wharton School of Business. Yes. So I'm an adjunct professor at Xavier. At Xavier University. But but I've heard University of Cincinnati people, the big rivalry of ours, say at the business school over there, no, no, the Wharton School is really is lowbrow. It sucks. It's not what Trump makes it out to be. And I flash back to my time in Pennsylvania that I saw many times people... Not a lot of people, but I would see sometimes cars where a person who graduated from the Wharton School would put their diploma on their dashboard. I kept thinking, why am I seeing that? I probably saw it 10, 15 times. And one day in a shopping mall, I saw a cop and I said, why do I see Wharton Business School diplomas on dashboards of cars? And he says, oh, it's simple. If uh, it's on a dashboard, they can park in the handicapped spaces.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Nope. No, no. Finish the joke.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't,
2: don't let me stop you, Megan. Megan, could I get a hell yeah for new material? Yeah.
0: You may not. <laughs> no, you may not.
2: Because <laughs> no, that, that's not. No. It's got to be good material. I swear, yeah. I
1: actually bought <laughs> a book of jokes, and I can't believe I left it in my case.
0: Yeah.
2: I actually <laughs> next week you I'm going to be
1: on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: It's called show prep, Jerry.
1: Show prep. It's called yeah. prepping yeah. for your job. Yeah. Speaking of prepping, I have a colonoscopy coming
2: oh, that Oh, oh they're, they're, going they're, that. Yeah, they're going in? When are they doing that? they're going in. Next when? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're they're bringing in the troops. They're going in Thursday. They're yeah. <laughs>
2: going in Thursday. 10 years ago oh, we're going to report on this. Yeah, we're going to report on Next week. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's what? bad news, then we won't. But if it's yeah. good news, if it's oh, it's yeah, bad yeah, news, I won't be here. That's right. Yeah.
1: But uh, if it's okay news, then, uh, yeah, we'll, oh, well, we'll cause have... Well, because I know that you, we did it 10 years We did it yeah, I did, on did the it radio 10 show. years ago. Yeah. When we did the radio show yeah. for Air America. Yeah. And I remember you, when I'm there, you know, they put you under, and then the yeah. doctors go under. But,
2: uh, and you did a live report. <laughs> we, did, we did a radio bit on Air America. <laughs> this
0: is all true. This is, is true.
2: This is We're not, not making true. this up. So we did this bit where we had sound effects and like I was like I had a microphone in my hand and I had goggles on. It's like on when Geraldo like, Rivera uh, went to... Uh, Azimut suit, you know, and I said... Yeah. And and the guy who was filling in for you said, you know, I, and he was doing this remote to me, and, and are you ready to go, Gene? And so I went in with the team that was up there doing the colonoscopy and I was reporting on things we found up there, like an old gym shoe, you know... <laughs> A pair of women's panties. I mean, no, yeah. no, just, That was just. It was.
0: Are we seriously not good. having this conversation? <laughs> no, good. This yeah. is actually happening. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, okay. Weird.
2: Hey, Megan. Hey, yes. Gene. I gotta tell you, this uh, promotion we're doing. Do you want to date Megan? Yeah. Is like. Oh, taking
1: off. Which is no, why no, I'm online fan-tastic.
0: dating. Fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah.
2: Because
1: on the break, I
0: have to do online dating hey, because uh, you guys. I know. <laughs> are ridiculous. During
2: the break, Meg, Megan came over to me and confronted me. <laughs> she we'll said, listen, when am I going to get this date? And I said, no, Megan, <laughs> this goes <laughs> on and <laughs> on and this on. Go on for a but we do. We have two guys in the wings. They're not That's here tonight. Said. We have two guys, a guy from Brooklyn, New York. Okay, and a guy from actually the Cincinnati area. Oh,
0: no kidding! Both
2: of whom want to come on the show okay. and vie, vie for your affections or your hand or I something. Don't I don't know. know. So well,
0: well, have you, have you, have you talked? I'll to leave these that gentlemen? alone. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That <laughs> all of a sudden Yep, yep. Let, he let came. that nope, go. <laughs>
3: nope, you
2: didn't think I'd leave that alone, did you? <laughs> Do you not know who I am? I know. Yes. Okay.
0: Have you talked to these guys, James? The
2: answer is yes. I always vet them. I say, "Hey, how you you? doing?" And they say, "Fine." I say, you "Want to be on?" They say, "Yeah." And I say, "I'll call (laughs) you." (laughs) Hang (laughs) up.
0: Get on down the phone. That is exactly how it goes. I believe that.
2: (laughs) Can we have a report? Have you been on
1: any of these dates? No. Well, this is not going well. No. one guy came
0: in with his wife. Yeah, so, right. that didn't, that go, didn't well. go very well. No, well, go
1: well, at some point, <laughs> we got to find someone
2: that'll go out with you. Oh, <laughs> Jerry? Jerry, will have a report. Jerry, they Thanks all want to go out with it. Well, of that's course the they issue. do, but we have high standards. Well, that's the point. They got to be recently breathing.
0: Very <laughs> yeah. recently, preferably with pants on. That would be great.
2: <laughs> hey, by the way, Sarah Palin, as we mentioned oh, yeah. before, works for us now. She does the Sarah Palin Minute. And, and just to remind people... When she contacted – when her people contacted my people, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you – That sounds like bullshit when you say it, you know, just when you say it. One person, me. Yeah, I got no even. You don't even have a person, (laughs) much less people. people. So anyway, when her people contacted my people, she said, you know, I want to do political analysis. Uh, We're in election cycle, and we said, no, 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 you got fired by Fox News because you sucked at that. So no, we don't want that. But would you do cultural critique?
0: Right, yeah, cultural yes. analysis and yeah. do some, yeah, what do like like pop culture stuff. And
2: did, she phones these in. Did she phone one in? She phoned he, one yeah. in having to do with the Oscars, which <gasps> happened recently. That was oh, Sunday yeah. night.
0: It was fantastic. So, yeah.
2: David, if you don't mind, we're going to hear Sarah Palin's Oh, this will be good.
0: Hey there, everybody. It's me, Sarah Palin. We're here to do another Sarah Palin Minute. And this week, we're talking about the Oscars. That's right, the biggest night in Hollywood. And I tell you what, this year did not disappoint. From the red carpet to the big screen, it was one exciting evening in old Tinseltown. For the red carpet, I tell you, my girl Tina Fey absolutely slayed it in her purple number. And who didn't see that Charlize Theron in that red dress? I tell you what, that was cut all the way down to her b****. But she was rocking it. Way to go, Charlize. Looking good. (laughs) Another exciting part in the evening was watching Leonardo DiCaprio snag that little golden trophy. I tell you what. As a gal who's seen her fair share of disappointments, I'm looking at you, Bristol. It sure is nice to see someone walking off that stage with a (laughs) well-deserved award. Way to go, Leo. But ultimately, for this gal, the best piece of the evening was the host. That lovely colored man, Chris Rock. What a good job. Because nothing, nothing makes me happier than watching a whole bunch of those elite Hollywood types squirming around in their sequin gowns. Way to go, Chris. You certainly delivered. Well, that's all we got for this week. Tune in again to hear another Sarah Palin Minute.
2: Yeah. She was right Allie. on.
0: Ready, to
2: go, Sarah. I do have to ask before yeah. we move on. Yeah, did, and I'm going to bring David Cruz on at Ambient <laughs> Studios, who is, uh, let's hear it for David Cruz, hey, by the way. Yeah. Who is our uh, technical producer. Uh, did you bleep something out on her? She what phoned something in that you, uh, praise the Lord, God bless you, censored. You acted as our censor. You bleep something out. What did correct? she say? What there she was
0: an FCC violation in there that would have been offensive to our listeners, so I Put a what beep was in it? there. Yeah. Well, my memory what it was.
2: was it was something about Charlize's dress, and people who saw it know that she had this dress that was oh, real low-cut. Gorgeous, gorgeous, She said oh, so, cut no down Lord. to her something, yeah. and then you bleeped out the something. Well, just tell us what was the something you bleeped out.
0: I don't feel comfortable uh, saying what it is on the air. Yeah. Could it you just spell it?
2: You could, yeah, or could you give us a hint?
0: Give us a hint. See, on my show,
1: we spell the things, and then no one can spell. So that's
0: right. So t- no
2: one's offended. <laughs> Cut down to her what? I'll say that it started with a bee. With a bee. Okay.
0: And, and it he- was
2: some type of wildlife animal. A wildlife
0: barracuda. animal. A barracuda.
2: barracuda <laughs> or a bobcat. Bobcat. Yeah. Or a gopher? No, no, it be a gopher. <laughs> or uh what do they have? Megan, what do they have up in Alaska? <laughs> a beaver? A beaver? Cut oh. down to her say
3: beaver. That for real. Oh, oh, oh my oh. god. <laughs>
2: David, you can't let that in. I can't believe you said that. No, you can't let that in. That is Good awful. Job. Good it's catch, a live David. show. No,
3: no, no, no. That was not what she
2: said. Oh, you no. Know, she I, would, of she, she wouldn't, wouldn't have said, said that.
3: Wouldn't
2: that. God lover. God lover. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jerry. Yes, Gene? Yes, let me ask you a question. Fine. Uh, this is true because we've been hanging around for a long time, and I've watched, all kidding aside, I've watched this incredible Evolution and vicariously, uh, my wife and I have stood off to the side and watched you go from. By the way, from when you came to Cincinnati, you were like me. We were both making about five thousand dollars a year. Me as a teacher, yes. Starting my education career, probably seven thousand. You were making probably not much money as a city council member. And you're you're
1: you're just more consistent. I mean you stayed with the seven thousand <laughs> yeah,
2: That's a good point. I admire you. That's I guy, you know. yeah. Yeah. And my life now is a struggle to have a dignified retirement. Yes. Yeah. 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 But and then you just kept rising and right, I mentioned this the other day on another podcast, my wife kept saying, Gene, you're investing a lot of time into this friendship. And I kept saying that the dog is going to hunt eventually. He's going to make it. And no. we're there Love when he does. We're okay. going to, <laughs> we're going to ride good. up there with him, you know, yeah. get some rides in a limousine. The limo isn't hey, that big for you. Did you yeah. ever think yes. starting out that it would go here? And maybe the bigger question, seriously, did you aspire coming out of, Northwestern Law School, Tulane undergraduate. To be and again, I mean this uh, sincerely, rich and famous. Did you set that as a goal? Did it ha- how how did all this happen?
1: I knew my career would end in Kentucky. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just uh, yeah. Well, you have to be old I, enough to get that. I just Actually, had, you don't. It's yeah. a legend that passes <laughs> yeah. on yeah. and then yeah, I just on had that. the timing wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And me ask a question to the studio audience. Oh, How we don't here? need to go okay, there. even young people go, I know what he's talking about. Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh,
1: <laughs> all right,
2: so. Yes. <laughs> That's so, great.
1: No, this, actually, on that issue, the other uh, night, a week ago Sunday, I was hosting The Price is Right. And then I, I do the national tour of The Price is Right, and we do it at theaters and casinos across the country, and... Last week, the weekend before it was here in Cincinnati at the uh, Horseshoe. Horseshoe. Uh, Downtown. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we did a show Saturday night and Sunday night. And one of the contestants comes up, you know, it's a Cincinnati crowd and makes a reference. You know, and, you know, I said, I think you can, uh, you know, I said something. You can win a lot of money, you know, and she says, oh, will you, will you write a check?
3: <laughs> yeah. Skill. Still, happening. And I well,
1: said to her, it's
3: 45 <laughs> years ago.
1: Every okay? single time. I'm
3: sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is great.
1: <laughs> it just won't die. This the girl was like twenty five years old. Her parents weren't even dating when it happened. Do you remember?
2: Do you remember that's
1: when the you first were thing doing?
0: people asked me do. Does he pay you with a check? Yeah. <laughs> I and
2: mean, it's like God. <laughs> do you remember when we were doing Air America? The three of us doing Jerry Springer radio show, and there was a bit we did of finding the funniest comic Jerry Springer fan. So we did a contest at maybe the Funny Bones or something, yeah, some yeah. comedy club. Oh right, right. Oh, yeah. and the bit was, God, I forgot and we. About that. Pick the funniest guy. We judged him. And then he came in and he was on a show on a Friday to do the bit. You and I went over to the funny bone. I'm pretty sure that (laughs) was a club. You introduced me. I did five minutes. (laughs) You did 10 minutes. And I introduced (laughs) Gary. It was like a whole audience full of young people. And I asked the question. How many of you people know about Kentucky with Jerry? Every hand went up in the the room. It's like, how do you know about this? But I led them in a chant because I said, I am sick of hearing people besmirch my friend by saying that the check bounced. That That. check did not bounce. And I'm going to lead that chant tonight. The check didn't bounce. Come on. The (laughs) check didn't bounce. bounce. Lay off of this guy.
0: 45
2: (laughs) years ago.
0: This is my favorite conversation yeah. ever. That's,
2: that's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. That's what you gotta love about this. I, guy. Yeah, it's true. The, the best
1: part about the story is that, well, there were no good parts about it, no. but yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the least
1: good part about, or the least bad part about it was the check. The reason it still exists is because it was never cashed. So that's therefore, really? it, nothing was paid, right? Correct. Correct. So what's the big deal?
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not even a crime.
3: No, there. that's why the
0: check could do it, it exists. Because it was never cash. <laughs> I didn't know. It. Yeah,
2: never. So how did you go from there? So yeah. How to did here, I go? <laughs> <right>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a, a, a short detour. but <laughs> yeah. uh, No, did you ever? Think no. Did, I, did happen, you want to
1: by be way? famous? Well, no. I mean, uh, well, you knew me w- w- at, at that time. Uh, back then, politics was everything. And the war was everything and civil rights and stuff like that. We, honestly, and I wasn't special or different, we weren't thinking careers back then. You know, I, I wasn't making any money and I, I just didn't care. I was single and all I cared about was political stuff. Yep. And that's that's what drove us. You know, later on I realized, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm I'm married now and i got to make a living and all that kind of stuff. But we kind of knew all along that I that our politics is pure, and that I'm not being corny now, it really is. You know, I, I'm of the view that if you make your living at politics, um, in elective office, you're eventually going to be compromised. You're going to become intellectually dishonest. Because if the only way you can p- put food on the table for your family is by getting re-elected, you're a 45-year-old man, you've got, you know, you're married, you got kids, you're supporting the family along with your wife, You can't afford to lose the next election because all of a sudden you're out of work. Now what am I going to do? Who's going to hire me? That kind of thing. So politicians really get very scared as they move towards middle age. It's not just an ego thing. I got to get reelected. It's their livelihood. I mean, there are serious family consequences to it. So you start rationalizing your positions, you know, and you start rationalizing. Well, you know, it really is. I can't do any good unless I get reelected. I want to do good for the community. So I have to get reelected. So therefore, I'll vote this way on this issue or I'll say this. And, and so we start getting politicians doing everything they can just to be reelected. And we see that every day. I mean, you know, there ought to be a way and I, I don't have an answer to what that way is. But, there's, you know, the beauty is I can look at my politics and genes and the same way. And I can be as pure as possible because there are no financial consequences, you know, no family consequences to what my positions are. I, don't make, I make my living in show business. You know, I didn't think that would be. I thought my career would be in law. But uh, it turned out to be show business, and I'm having a great time with it, and I don't apologize for it. It's great fun. So, but that's how I make my living. But I never mix that with, with politics, and that's how your politics stays pure. And uh, how did we get into? It? Oh yeah. so no, I never thought about being rich or famous, no, and no,
2: certainly no. not about it. And about being an entertainer, then that that wasn't a goal. There was
1: no one who picked me out of high school or college or law school and said, "This guy's going to be in show business." Hmm. I mean, we have had this conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have. Had- <laughs> no, and this is God's truth. I'm not just saying because Gene's here, but in my close circle of friends, and you know, Gene Lewis and whatever. I'm not the funniest guy in the group uh you know obviously not the best look and i'm not i mean there's no one but even in a small circle of friends would say that's the guy in show business so i just got lucky i mean very lucky you've been, you've got, really... you've been
0: on broadway you've had so many amazing things because well they all come this.
1: because of the show that's
0: so cool. that's how no. you get,
1: that's how that's I get so cool. i get to be known because of the show and then you get offered opportunity broadway came because of dancing with the stars yeah dancing with the stars came because of the show you know and, and that's how things happen
2: but you know jerry i, I really will disagree with this you are the f- you are really funny, and you and here's the odd. Did thing. I tell you about the hearing aid? Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> Despite back what you in- may hear on this podcast, he's <laughs> yeah. actually got now. a sense of humor. <laughs>
2: Do you know that when when Jerry Springer was in politics in the early years, and I'll go back to vote nineteen and then run for. Congress and whatever year that was, you you know, what year? 70. 70, and then city council, then the mayor's race and ran for governor of Ohio and all that stuff. There was a humor, and on the news on Channel 5, the NBC affiliate in Cincinnati as an anchorman, the humor worked so well in every one of those situations. There is a piece that an old friend of yours, Pat Berry, this is a Facebook thing, sent out of outtakes from channel five when you were probably doing commentaries and you did some promos for channel five and this cut of outtakes is freaking hilarious. And I was watching it thinking there was nobody at channel five that could go into a studio and have the whole studio crew on the floor laughing. And you were doing characters and you were doing just ridiculous stuff. That was so funny. That humor has served you (laughs) so well. It's been an amazing career to observe, great. and in all honesty, we're sitting at this table doing a podcast because of your creativity and right. your success, and I know Megan and I are really enjoying kind of being oh, part yeah. of this. And
1: Could this, in case the colonoscopy doesn't come out well, could this be the...
2: I might well, get it. This is what it's going
1: to sound like. Well, it could be... At the, this could be a fun well, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: We will do yeah. a fundraiser. We yeah. Hey, talk. we're going to pay per polyp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. Uh, oh, that, that's some dark humor there. Why am I making <laughs> yeah, fun? Yeah, why that? are you making fun? Oh. <laughs> hey, by the way, speaking of. <laughs> Five hundred dollars per polyp. Oh yeah. Come
1: on down. <laughs> we're going in.
0: <laughs> You're a uh, sick man. <laughs> oh uh, that derailed quickly. <laughs>
2: yeah. Hey, I think if we find a gym shoe in there again, we'd be like, where the hell's he going? He's got a pair of Maybe, Maybe we missed one the last time. I just hope they're Jordans. Oh. Yeah, all right. Hey, by the way. Uh, Speaking of fundraisers, I just want to get this in here. There is a place called Rabbit Hash, Kentucky. Oh, yeah. It is an amazing place. And music people know about it. I've ridden Harleys for years and rode down there Mm -hmm. constantly as a destination on Sundays. Uh, It's a historic place on the, the Ohio River. And there is a place called the Rabbit Hash General Store. And sadly, a few weeks ago in uh, that there, mm-hmm. there was a fire and it destroyed it. So now there have been musicians uh, who who have gone down there and are continuing to go down there and do concerts to try to uh, bring the place back. So I appeal to our listeners, if you simply Google Rabbit Hash General Store, or more specifically, go to rabbithashgeneralstore.com, you, you will find ways to help this cause. We are working to bring that general store back. It is an amazingly atmospheric and typical uh, store of that era. It's and iconic, there's great yeah. music that happens down there around the, the wooden stove, wood-burning stove, as well as in some buildings that are kind of in that same vicinity. It opened in 1831. 1831. It's a wow. very significant place. Yeah. So uh, please help out the Rabbit Hash general store. Yep. Hey, uh, before we're going to hear Ben Knight, we're real excited to have Ben Knight and he's actually popped up here in a position. We appreciate that. I wanted to ask you something, Jerry, D- do a, even if it's a short thing, okay. um, the Supreme court, there's oh. number one, a vacancy because of a death. There are some ca- there's a particular case that is upon us that involves, uh, Roe v. Wade, uh, abortion rights. Uh, Touch on that for a minute, and then we'll introduce Ben Knight and hear some music.
1: Yeah, well, just a, a quick response to that. Obviously, with the death of Scalia, um, we now have eight members of the Supreme Court. And um, there it's difficult with only eight members uh, because the way the court is structured, it could very well be a 4-4 tie, which means certain cases will be decided differently than if they had the— Uh, the ninth uh, member of the court. And the reason we don't have a ninth member of the court is because the Republicans have said they will not even entertain, they will not even meet with a prospective nominee from President Obama, uh, and they're going to wait till after the election. And so even though the president has the constitutional responsibility in a vacancy to nominate someone for the Supreme Court, and the Senate then has the constitutional responsibility to advise and consent to vote approval or not, uh, the Republicans said, no, uh, we don't want uh, President Obama to make an appointment because we're assuming that he would you know, appoint someone or nominate someone uh, that would be at least progressive, and we don't want that, so we're gonna take our chances, we're gonna wait, we won't even have hearings, And we're going to wait till the uh, election and hopefully from their point of view, a Republican conservative will be elected and then they'll make an appointment then. This is the Republican Senate. Well, the obvious point is, first of all, President Obama was elected by the American people in an election where every American of age was allowed to vote.
2: Two times.
1: Two times. And they elected him, as far as I know, for a four year term. Four years, not three So this notion that because it's the last year of the president's term, we aren't going to respect his authority to nominate someone and have the decency in representing the American people to have a hearing on this person, vote up or down, that because it's the fourth year of the presidency. Well, how about saying to the Senate, those senators who were elected to six-year terms that the sixth year, they don't get any votes? That's what I want to say to the Republican senators. I'm sorry, in your sixth year, you don't get to vote. On anything. On anything. We're taking away your powers. And this is just the latest example of how, for the last 35 years, this party has brought about the destruction of America's view of our own government. In other words, everything is just no. Disband the government. If you have to shut down the government because you don't like the budget, shut down the government. Cut every program you can. And they have done this for 30, 35 years. And then you wonder why, gee, how come Trump gets to be the candidate? Duh. You have convinced everybody that the American government is horrible that the president of the United States should be disrespected, that you should take away his powers any way you can, that the day President Obama was elected the first time, the night he was sworn in, January 20th, 2009, Mitch McConnell, the senator from Kentucky, had a dinner, a roundtable dinner with, I don't know, seven or eight other senators, or party bigwigs, and they decided that they would, their prime goal, he's even quoted as this, the prime goal is to make sure that Obama is a one-term president. Not the prime goal to do what's best for America, not the prime goal to let's deal with some of the problems we had. Remember, January of 2009, the financial system in the United States had tanked and Virtually everybody had lost at least half their life savings. Anyone who was on a pension, you know, whatever. And it's not just, quote, Wall Street. Everybody was suddenly hit. Oh, my God, I can't retire now. I can't sell my house now. The country was in a crisis, the biggest one since the Depression. And these guys are saying our number one goal is not to fix America or to help it out, but to stop anything that Obama does. And then you wonder why suddenly... Eight years later, you have a reality TV host just about getting the nomination of the Republican Party for president, and Europe and the rest of the world wondering what the hell has happened to America. We have destroyed our government from within. It wasn't communism that did us in. You know, it wasn't some, it wasn't ISIS that did us in. It wasn't Al Qaeda that did us in. It was a Republican Party. Their whole goal has been to stop the power of the government to do anything, to vote no on anything, to shut down the government if necessary, to say to this president, when we have a we have an incredible case coming up right now on abortion. The biggest case since Roe versus Wade on abortion, on whether a Texas law, which basically shuts down clinics in Texas because it says no doctor can perform an abortion unless he's been admitted to a hospital there. And all the hospitals are saying, if you do abortions, we're not going to admit you. So basically, the clinics are being shut down. They'll have like one or two left in the whole state of Texas. And women there will have to go to another state. Or the one or two clinics they still have, now it's suddenly 20 days longer in order for them to even to get into the visit for consultation, which could push a woman into the uh, second trimester and make it even more dangerous for the woman. I mean, just they're just critical cases that can't be decided now or will be decided differently because this government won't do its job because they're not even going to let the president of the United States do what he's supposed to do, which is nominate someone to fill the vacancy from the death of Scalia. And they're not even going to hold hearings. And they're not even going to let a prospective nominee come and visit them so that they can, you know, question them and talk to them and talk to that person. And we just sit here and take it. It's okay for our government to be shut down. Honestly, if if, if, if this were people from another country, we'd be in, a, you know, we'd have a war. But because it's Republicans, we say, oh, oh that's politics. And we just sit here and take it. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I have to look at my responsible friends who really do, you know, a lot of them do vote Republican or whatever, and they're good citizens and all that. I want to say to them, really, is this the party of Lincoln? Is this the, you know, is even the party of William Howard Taft, Teddy Roosevelt? You know, they've been some really good sub not even the party of Eisenhower. It's not even the party of Ronald Reagan. Never thought I'd say that, but it's not. It really isn't. It's just been hijacked, hijacked by these people that have no concern about what is really best for the American people. It's disgusting. And I think if if this November election isn't a landslide for whoever the Democratic candidate is, just to make a statement or Let the Republican Party do something really courageous and say, even if you're a member of our party, if you are shutting down our government, if you are saying that the president of whatever party can't do the the appointment he's supposed to do, if all you're going to do is stop the American government from functioning, then you don't have a right to get support from our party. We'll even... Lose this election. I remember in 1968, Democrats, they were willing to challenge Lyndon Johnson. You know, that we lost the election in 1968. We got Johnson not to run again. Because really, a lot of people put the country first. Where are the Republicans that will put the country first and stop the Mitch McConnells of the world? And these Republican leaders that are simply saying, Mr. President We don't care. You can't do your job. We'll block anything you do, and we're not even going to hold hearings on your constitutional right to nominate someone for the Supreme Court.
2: All right. Good analysis. Um, I'm excited to say we have Ben Knight, and Ben Knight is back. And I have said to Casey Campbell more than once, look. There are some people, please bring them back. Ben Knight is one of them. And Ben Knight is with The Well Diggers. And by the way, if you want to hear his music, just go to, and it's K-N-I-G-H-T. So BenKnightandTheWellDiggers.com. You can also hear his music on iTunes and other places. And by the way, before you play, he just moved to Ludlow, Kentucky. Let's hear All it. Right. Are you serious?
0: Oh,
3: did and you I, did you come here by bus? I was going to say, did you take the bus? Uh, no, I walked about uh, 100 yards.
2: Wow. <laughs> yeah. Because I ride the Ludlow City bus, and by the Gee. way, I endorse them and have ads running on the podcast for the Ludlow City bus company. If you ride the Ludlow City bus, would you do me a favor when you get on, say to the driver, Gene told me about you. Gene
0: sent yes. me. Gene sent me. Yeah, that's better. Are you better. getting, are you Gene getting sent kickbacks? <laughs>
3: <laughs> are you getting kickbacks for that? Uh,
2: I'm no. hoping to. I'm trying if to work out If you think
1: this. you've ridden on the Ludlow City bus, you're on drugs.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Back. supposed to mean something what in the hell does it mean if I'm being tested what do I receive and I have had all I could take I have had all I can stand and if I break under pressure what does that mean if I break under pressure would the pressure then recede
2: That's really good, Ben. Thank you, sir. And, you know, we, we make a deal about joking around about moving into uh, Ludlow because Ludlow really is becoming a place, kind of an enclave, for some really cool uh, artist class kind Certainly, of people.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you almost think we're going to hit the critical mass where, man, it really changes. hmm So it's cool that you've... Uh, yeah, yeah, we're... We're
3: really glad to be a part of it. You know, yeah. there's a lot of great people down here, and uh, I'm, I'm from a really small little town, so it's kind
2: from of from where? From uh, I'm from Western Kentucky, um, and it's Webster County. Okay, there's there's not much. Yeah, there, yeah. gotcha. Hey, do another song, would you? Oh yeah, yeah. all right. <laughs>
3: Tried to make a little sense of Correct.
2: Uh, ben Knight and the Well Diggers, a uh, proud new resident of Ludlow, Kentucky, the home location of the Folk School Coffee Parlor. Uh, ben, would you take us out on Irene Goodnight? And- oh, yeah.
0: You've been listening to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song, yeah. and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com.
3: My wife settled down